Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of the Storied Arcs podcast. In the coming weeks, we'll be discussing Mark Russell's work beginning with the Flintstones and then moving on to Not All Robots. His work on the Flintstones requires a bit of context, which we'll dive into during our Creator Spotlight episode. But there is a beautiful introduction to the Flintstones written by Mark Russell himself and presented in the deluxe edition of that book. He describes where he was as a writer and the themes that are present in the book. We were going to read this in our Creator Spotlight episode, but after tweeting at Mark a few times, he graciously agreed to read it for us. So without any further ado, please enjoy this introduction to the Flintstones written and read by Mark Russell. When DC first asked me to write the Flintstones, it was fresh off the cancellation of Prez, which was the first comic book I'd ever written. Prez had been approved for 12 issues, but got canceled after six, which at the time I didn't even realize was a possibility. Up until that point, my experience as a writer had been as an author of books, and nobody had ever canceled one of my books halfway through the writing of it. So when they asked me to write The Flintstones, I thought that maybe this was the last comic book anyone would ever let me write. So I figured that if I was going to be asked to leave the party, then I was taking all the salami with me. I uh, resolved to pack as much as I had to say as possible into The Flintstones. To write the story of Bedrock not as some tasteful homage to the to a 1960s cartoon, but as the story of the world's first civilization and my grand critique of every civilization that came after it, which admittedly sounds horribly pretentious. And it probably was, but I was beyond the point of caring back then, and hopefully I, I still am. Even back in 2015, anyone could see that the oceans were uh, turning into a plastic-flavored vats of acid, that fascism was coming back into vogue, and that our institutions were failing to protect us at every level. And to a greater, greater degree than normal, religion and politics have been rendered the family business of grifters and demagogues. So if it was pretentious to write a Flintstones comic about the world visibly imploding around us, I didn't care. This was what I was going to talk about. Heavy-handed? Good. Subtlety had died screaming. To me then and since, writing was about sounding an alarm on a sinking ship, and you didn't get style points for grad school subtlety and artful nuance. If something is worth talking about, it's worth talking about loudly. But I didn't want it to just be uh, about the failures of civilization. I didn't want it to be merely angry, because I'm not merely angry. Despite it all, I still have some optimism, and that optimism flows mostly from the beauty I see every day in human relationships. One of the things I hope the Flintstones would represent is that whatever our collective failures as a species, there's still tremendous value to be found in each other. And if there is a way out of this mess, it probably starts with discovering what we all still mean to each other. As Fred Flintstone himself says in the comic... If civilization is going to amount to anything more than a place to watch TV and get cheap snake meat, it will only be because we've learned to do one thing, and that is to care about people who mean nothing to us. I still stand by Fred's words as our best hope for dealing with the calamities to come. At first, I wasn't very optimistic about this comic book finding its audience. When the first issue came out, my editor, Marie Javens, asked me how many issues I planned on writing. Based on the sales of the first issue and knowing that the sales tend to decline with each subsequent issue, I asked her how many issues we could reasonably get in before it was canceled. She said 12. So we agreed to make it 12 issues, and learning from my experience with Prez, I wrote 
issue six with what could serve as a natural ending point to the series in case it was canceled. But the Flintstones found an audience, and apparently still does. It still seems like a miracle to me that this comic got made, but miracle has always been shorthand for a lot of hard work by a lot of dedicated people. So I'd like to take a moment to recognize them. First, I've got to thank Steve Pugh for making the words look funny, for giving this story the emotional depth that it never would have had without the incredible humanity he pours into his characters, not all of whom are human. And also Rick Leonardi, who filled in as the artist for a couple issues and performed admirably. I'd also like to thank our colorist, Chris Chuckery, and Dave Sharp, our letterer, who played major roles in bringing this story to life, and Brittany Holzer, who was and continues to be a brilliant editor. And lastly, and most profoundly, I'd like to thank Marie Javens, without whom this collection would not exist, and without whom I would not have a career in writing comics. Marie not only discovered me as a comic book writer, she edited most of my early work at DC, including the Flintstones. She has always protected me and my writing from all enemies, foreign and domestic, not the least of which was myself. I thank you all for risking career suicide with me, and I hope this book still stands as a testament to risks worth taking. 